All right, man. Appreciate you doing this again. Um, just real quick, if you want to introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, what you do. Okay. Well, I'm Toby Amale. Um, I am a cryptocurrency influencer. Basically, um, I'm into cryptocurrencies, NFTs. Um, I am also a I drop ship. I'm just a serial entrepreneur. Um, I find ways to flip money, and I'm pretty good at it. I've been I've I've been pretty good at it for a very long time. Um, at a young age, I was always a hustler, and I just love making money, man. <laughs> Any way to make money, I try to I try to figure it out legally, um, and so it just makes me. I feel like that that that's my calling or that's my purpose, and to maybe help people out financially or figure out ways to get out of different holes. Um, it's just a fun thing for me, and I love crypto. Um, I've been trading since 2016, 15, um, and it's just an amazing thing, man. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You mentioned you're doing it full-time now, yeah. trading, and you have a bunch of ATMs. But before that, mm-hmm. early days, when do you think you realized, like, what hustling was? When did you realize you had okay. that skill? Okay, so about in high school, um, sneakers were a big thing in high school. Yeah. So I used to, like, collect trade sneakers with my friends. Um, I don't know if you heard about the Houston Sneaker Summit. I used to be a big, a big influencer in that. I used to be a part of that. Um, I used to be part of a clique that we used to just buy, sell shoes. Um, so early on, I would, I would, I remember I bought a pair of shoes maybe one week, and those pair of shoes I'll post them like on a Facebook Facebook group or something like that, and I'll flip it and I'll sell it for almost double the price. So I'll take that money and buy maybe two pairs of shoes and I'll just rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where I had like 40, 50 pairs of shoes in like high school and I was like what 16, 17 with with thousands of dollars of shoes. Mm-hmm. My parents would get mad like where are you getting all this stuff from? You know right. what I'm saying? Because I didn't I didn't I didn't necessarily use their money. I would just, you know, find ways to save and flip my money. They were like, "Whoa, what how are you doing all this?" And I would explain to them. So this is what my parents didn't like it at first, but they got used to it. Um, so from that stage, it kind of took me to becoming a entrepreneur. So from from the sneakers, I started my own um, drop shipping business, well, e-commerce business with with shoes, and I would sell shoes online. Um, I had a big following. I had up to like forty, fifty thousand dollars on my business page. Um, followers. followers, I said dollars. <laughs> uh, followers on my business page at one point. Um, and it, it grew pretty big. I had a whole bunch of celebrities wearing them. Uh, would get shouted out. Um, you made your own shoes. I made my basically my own shoes. They were like this is like back in the day. This is like 2016, 15. They were like light up design shoes or whatever. Um, back then, I would make like dancers wear them. Um, it got really, really big. So th- from there, that kind of put me in the business perspective of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I started drop shipping. You understand drop shipping? Yeah. 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 So. Um, and I took that onto like eBay and Amazon FBA. I started doing that. Um, and everything from there just sort of took off. I had separate business models and a whole bunch of separate different things. It got to the point where I remember I was in college. I was pretty crazy in college. So I was like a hustler hustler. I would find, um, I'll go on an app called OfferUp or LetGo. I would find like scientific calculators, right? around my university. Mm-hmm. So there would be kids, college kids, they selling their calculators for like $20 on the, 
on OfferUp. So I'd, I'll go meet them. I'll buy maybe four or five calculators that day. It's like $80. Those same calculators, those TI-84 calculators, I would put them on eBay and flip them. Right. <laughs> and I would make like six, $700 a day just off of, you know what I'm saying, Facts. calculators. There's a lot of money in that. Yeah, so yeah. I, would, I would do stuff like that too. I would, I would buy my friend's textbooks. Yeah. It would be in like their dorms. I'd be like, I'll give you $10 for that. I would sell their textbooks for like $300 on, on eBay. So I, I did that. So I've always had the like entrep- entrepreneurial mindset to, to do different things or find lucrative ways to make, to make money. However it was, I would go to garage sales. Um, I was just really grinding it out. Like everybody, yeah, everybody would be out, you know, they were going to parties that weekend or whatever. I mean, I would go from time to time, but I'm like, bro, this is here forever. Like we could do this. We're, we're getting, you know what I'm saying? We have so much time. Why are you wasting your time doing the same things over and over and over again? You're going to get tired of it. You, you're looking for ways to get money, right? So figure it out. Just do the homework. People don't like to do the homework. I don't know why people are lazy. They also don't want to do the things that you were doing. They also don't want to go into someone's dorm and look correct. at shit and be like, mm, correct, correct. Can I flip this? Could I not? Correct. You don't think it's going to add up. Like You don't yeah. think buying one calculator makes a difference. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody wants that big play. Yeah, everybody, everybody's blindsided by the, the big effect, but they don't really want to do the dirty work, that like the grinding. Into the yeah, it, compounding interest. That's, yeah. that's the whole thing about life. That's what Warren Buffett believes in that's what all the rich the rich heads believe in that's what you need to follow that's the only way to make wealth or riches like last you want your money to prolong it's about lasting it's not about it's about maintaining your money you know what i'm saying how you can manage your money is what what matters or you're just gonna run out of everything (laughs) yeah so moving down that path Mm -hmm. so where do you go from there you're doing the arbitrage. So I'm doing the arbitrage. Um, I'm looking for different ways. So I fall across a movie in 2014. So we're going to jump back. And it's called Dope. And it talks about Bitcoin. So in this movie, um, it has ASAP Rocky in it. and has a whole bunch of different actors. And I'm like, what is that? That is pretty crazy. Like, I've never seen that. So they, they mentioned Bitcoin. But the way they were using it, it was on the Silk Road. Um, the Silk Road, if anybody doesn't know or understand, is for drugs. Um, so I'm like, what is that? That's a payment system. So this is how people collect money. Um, how, how can I find a way to get into this thing? Back then, there was Coinbase had just been created around 2013, around that time. So it was pretty new. So it was pretty sort of like difficult if you weren't 18. So at the time, I think I was like 17 or 16 when, so you weren't allowed to have a trading account Mm. until you were 18 in the United States. That's how the law works. So I had to like wait a little more, find a way to, to figure out how to get into this, like this new field or whatever. So I was just searching up different things on the internet and then I found Coinbase. And then after Coinbase, I found an exchange called Mt. Gox. Um, so they allowed you to, 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 to put, you know, money, but I didn't have much money back then. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I was still in high school. Um, I had a couple jobs, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't have much money to go, to put into crypto, but I started, I started with like 20, $30 every week and I started growing my account. So once I turned 18, I made a Coinbase and at the time Bitcoin was like four or $500 or something like that. Ethereum was like. I want to say like 
eight to ten dollars. It was pretty cheap. You're making a um, lot of people mad, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cheap. Um, so I fell across that, and I, I would I just started every now and then ten dollars, twenty dollars. Birthday money would come. I'll I'll put my birthday money in there. I'll I'll put a, maybe half of my paychecks in there, and it started growing small. Like you know what I'm saying. Back then there was there was other altcoins. There weren't that many altcoins. There were too volatile to focus on them. Ethereum was pretty volatile back then. So I would put most of my money in Bitcoin. I mean, I put some money in Ethereum, but it was so, you know, volatile that I, yeah. Ethereum wasn't as popping back then. What made you believe that hard that you were putting all the money that you were um, into these things? So I just saw that I had messed with stocks a little bit. I had messed with trading back then a little bit. But to me, I'm like the awkward person now. I like doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing. So nobody else was talking about Bitcoin. Everybody was talking about it, how it sucked, mm-hmm. how it's slow, how this thing is going to die. You know what I'm saying? You're going to lose all your money. I was like, okay, don't worry. One day you're going you're gonna to look back at what yeah. you said to me. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to basically regret what you said because I believe in this thing. The technology behind it was just insane. And... Nobody really, I would search everything that I would get into. I would do my due gil- like diligence and I would search, spend hours and hours. I would watch YouTube videos. Another important point. Yeah. I would, I would do my homework on different things that I would put my money into. Back then, everybody was worried about girls. Everybody was worrying about partying. Everybody was worrying about clothes and stuff like that. I still worried about those things. But my mind was in a whole nother place. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking right. about how to get some money. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's, that's just how I've always been. And so back to um, the part where how I kind of evolved from that part. So once, once I started putting money into to crypto slowly, um, I started getting into ICOs. So this is about 2016, 17. So I was in college. Um, and I'm taking all the money from my arbitrage, and it's it's building up. It's slowly mm-hmm. racking up. So I saved up a good a good chunk of money. Now I'm in the thousands. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and from there we get into ICOs. So ICOs, you understand? You understand ICO? So right. ICO is it's not an IPO, but we're gonna use that example. So an IPO is when like a, before a company becomes public, um, in in stock world. Or the financial, you know, the financial world in the U.S. world. But in crypto world, it's called ICOs, initial coin offerings. So basically, it's when a coin or a company wants to um, become public, basically. That's what we're going we're gonna to put it as. So they can sell a first round of coins, 10 cents. The next round of coins, maybe 20 cents. Mm-hmm. And then the last round, 30 cents. So you get into those coins during the ICO stage. And once you're into those coins... You buy them like pre-sale, you know what I'm saying, as the price goes up. So let's say you put in like $1,000 and each coin maybe is a dollar in the ICO stage. Um, once it's a dollar, the next phase is $2. So, you know, you know, it already increased. This is just pre, pre-market sale. So, so right, right. this is before it even hits the actual exchange. So you're already up on game before everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So this is already leeway. You already had a game. So I would, I would invest in those. And there were some that were a little bit fishy. You know what I'm saying? Some of them ran away. Some of them mm. scammed a lot of people. But when you do your due diligence and your homework, you get better and better and better at 
figuring out yeah, which ones are sketchy absolutely. and which ones. So I got into a, quite a few. Um, I would throw a couple hundred dollars here and there. And I got pretty lucky with some. I got pretty blessed. I'm not. E- I'm not even gonna say lucky. I did my homework to to figure out which ones were good. You're and taking ones. the risks. Too. Yeah. So um, there was one time I got a really good, maybe five, six, five figure return off of a couple thousand dollar investments off of ICO, and it was pretty. It was it was it was mind blowing. That opened my mind to like a whole new world. Mm, that fucks your and perspective. Yeah, it, it it blew my fucking brain. <laughs> yeah, like, and like, I was oh. working at the time. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I spending hours working if if money can be made literally off of just me spending one to two hours doing research, and boom, you know what I'm saying? I can figure out ways to to make different make my money work for me. So. I'm doing this all while going to school, going to college. Like, I'm taking 17, 18 credit hours, medical, pre-med student, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, like, money is this easy? Why don't they teach us this in school? I had to teach all myself this. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had to teach this to myself. Well, that's Nobody... because you had an interest, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yes. because you had a desire to correct, make money. Correct, also, correct, correct. Let's point out, if you're doing medical or pre-med, mm-hmm. I'd imagine... You have no social life. You don't. If you're doing any of this you shit don't. on the side, too. You That's don't. something you want to, if you want to touch on, mm-hmm. like you said, right? All your friends. Yeah, so girls I, all my friends would be out. They'll ask me, Toby, what's up? Let's go out tonight. I'll be like, damn, man, I got, I got all this homework. I got all these labs to, to, to figure out, you know, lab reports to, to finish before the night ends. I got a whole bunch of theory requests. <laughs> I got, like, math, homework, calculus, and all this stuff. And I'm like biochem reviews and stuff like that, bro. It was just, it was just, it was just so time consuming. But I knew at a young age how to manage my time. So sometimes I would still have a little bit of leeway, but I was inside mostly. I didn't really, you know what I'm saying? So the time that I spent inside, I would have YouTube playing in the background doing my homework. So I'm always hearing something or I'm always listening to something, maybe a podcast or somebody talking. Right. I would just always have YouTube playing behind me because as I'm doing my work or as I'm doing anything, I always had some type of information. That's you know, another I'm strategy. Like yeah. So my, my strategy to life is every day learn something new. It doesn't have to be anything related to what you're interested in. It could be anything like literally it could be about painting it could be about writing it could be just about just having curiosity yeah. right like yeah being a curious person i think serves you well because you realize everything is really interconnected correct you can correct. pull from all these different places mm-hmm. that's what great artists do yeah and definitely the parallel from artist to entrepreneur is having the ability to pull from a category that people don't expect you to pull from yeah if you study art or even you said painting right like there might be a technique in painting that you can replicate in business correct you never correct. fucking know unless you you're right you're dive right deep down that path but i really find this fascinating man and i can relate to a lot of what you're saying yeah just staying inside and focusing on your own stuff yeah the man there's nothing outside man there's everything is gonna be there but we feel like there's so <laughs> yeah. much outside yeah we you might like fear of missing out you know what i'm saying you, you think you think that it's never gonna happen again or experiences are never gonna happen again but you can always recreate the experience it's really about what you want. Don't focus on what everybody else around you. Just say from your perspective, do you feel like you missed out on any of the partying in college? I really do not. Because I remember after I graduated, um, like when I was younger, after I graduated, I went on a 
fucking adventurous like <laughs> sprees. I was traveling everywhere and I had money. Yeah. So it was 10 times better. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I could do whatever I want. I didn't have any limitations. I didn't have nobody saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. I was a grown man, you know what I'm saying? And it was just much funner. I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. My friends now, they felt like they were missing out on my fun, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they wanted to do things like, ooh, what? Ooh. they would ask me, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? So now they want to, you know, party with me. But I was, I had built up, like, so much structure that I didn't let that get to me. So... I knew how to focus when I was supposed to focus. I knew how to enjoy myself when I wanted to enjoy myself. So and how do you think people can do that? Um, how do you think one can focus when they need to focus? Because that's one of the biggest issues. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's just like determination. You need to know what you really want out of life. You need to figure out what it is, what your purpose is. That's, that's kind of like a, a cliche saying, but you really need to sit down one day and be like, what am I good at and what am I not good at? Um, and you need to focus on the, the like write a list. This is what I, I tell people to maybe like write a list, maybe 10 things that you're good at. And out of those 10 things, pick maybe five things, the top five things out of those 10 things and start focusing your time toward, towards those 10 things. And you will see like as weeks go by, your days will change. You know what I'm saying? You, you will take your perspective of life differently. You will start value you start to value things differently. You, you start understanding more things. And it just makes you a better person overall. So, yeah. yeah. Let's continue down that journey then to yeah. now, right? Uh-huh. Bitcoin ATMs, full-time trading. Correct, correct. What does that look like for you? So, it's, it at first is a little bit... It's a little bit confusing sometimes when I first got into it. Yeah. Because you have to deal with so many different exchanges, you have to deal with so many different regulations, you have to make sure you're, you're complied with, with all the rules and laws that, that follow. Um, but it's, if you enjoy the things that you love to do, um, then, then you, you will excel. But basically, day-to-day exchange or ATM, um, it's a very lucrative business. I would recommend anybody to look into it to get into it. Um, at first, it was a little bit confusing because I had to basically, I programmed my own ATM machine. I didn't want to pay anybody else to do that because I wanted to figure out how this thing really worked. You and know what I'm saying? Look like? Yeah. It so basically, it's not even confusing because they send everything already inbuilt. But people are lazy. People mm-hmm. don't want to look into the things themselves. All you really have to do is basically connect the interface with the exchange. Once the interface is connected, to the exchange they'll set you up with a whole system back back office system you set up whatever um whatever accounts you want to fund the machine with and it basically whenever somebody deposits fiat the money goes through the system and it gets it basically sends an alert to the exchange of however much you want to buy and basically the exchange funds the wallet so it's like an it's it's not really me, I don't really have to do anything. You get what I'm saying? It's the it's exchange. It's like a middleman. Basically. It's like a physical, a physical yeah. gateway to the exchange. There you go. So now there's two ways to, 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 to having an ATM. You can do a hot wallet or you can have an exchange wallet. A hot wallet is where you hold the, the coins yourself. You know what I'm saying? And it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more stressful that way. But the way that I focus on, you know what I'm saying? I don't really have to do much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... I like it that way, less less stress. Yeah. I can have more sleep, you know what I'm saying? It's passive. Right. 
Um, but yeah, I've been doing it for about six, seven months now. I have three locations that I'm currently at, and they're all around Houston. Um, I'm looking to expand maybe in the next two, three months. How much does um, it cost? Like, how did you get into so, cost-wise and everything else? Okay, so a Bitcoin ATM costs about, it depends on, there's two different types. There's two-way ATMs, meaning you can buy and you can sell. And there's also a one-way ATM, meaning you, you could just purchase with Got fiat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and it will send the coins out to your wallet. So a uh, one-way ATM is about six to $7,000. Um, and those are pretty lucrative. It depends on how much you want to charge the service fee or whatever, how much you want to charge per transaction. And then the two-way ATM costs about $10,000. So um, it's pretty, pretty lucrative if you know what you're doing. Um, you, can, you can set up your, advertise, your t- advertisements pretty, pretty, pretty good. Within and, the screen. Um, you said within the screen or ads on what? Like, how like do, you how can set Google ads. Um, like, have you ever seen on Google when you search a location? You know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll, your business will pop up. Yeah. You can. Um, there is something called local bitcoins, um, and you could. It's it's a website. Basically, it sends out ads for you. And mm-hmm. if your if your your ATM is is registered with them, they'll basically promote. Your ATM oh, for promoting your ATM. Correct. Okay. To different people. Promoting on the ATM. No. No, 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 no. You can do that as well. So okay. I'm actually looking into that. That was a good that was a good statement. So I've I've mm-hmm. I've had people come up to me um, if they can put like their clothing brand on my machine and stuff like that. So I said I said, Yeah, I'm, we're starting to look into that though. That that's 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 a pretty good Do you do anything with NFC? So with NFTs with the ATM? NFC. Oh, NFCs. Like okay, so okay, like the, Apple the, Pay technology. The, the, yeah, so my machine currently doesn't do that, but there is a feature that I that I'm thinking about adding. Um it's a pretty good feature. You know, you can basically Apple Pay and yeah. you could put up your card, RFID stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's that's a pretty good what we're looking into that though. That's a, that's a pretty good pretty good field that, that I want to probably start getting into because it's uh, easier sure. yeah it's, easier it's actually very easy and it's very cheap as well mm-hmm. but the thing, about, the thing about the thing about crypto ATMs is credit card companies they kind of shy away from crypto right now but they're starting to get more they're, they're starting to be more open to it um, it took a while but yeah. they're, they're starting to become more open so maybe as, as that evolves then the NFC's and RFIDs will will start. I think um, what I had in mind was not even the ATM. If you could just, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen the digital business cards, right? The Correct. NFC shit. Like if you could use that to send and receive crypto, mm-hmm. I think that would be a game changer. And I believe in 2000, and I think 18, a company did that, and something happened where the government didn't like what they were doing. Because I guess the government didn't know how to approach them. They didn't really know yeah. the field. Um, so they were trying to figure out how to kind of regulate the other company. So the company kind of just said, okay, we're going to stop from doing that. So I feel like people are, as, as the crypto space evolves, more, more eyes and ears are going to like, they're going to fall for it. We're going we're gonna to get more people involved. As you can see, the government Absolutely. is starting... Is starting to be way more interested. Man, I don't like. I don't like <laughs> what the fucking government thinks. Yeah, about this so because because like inflation, inflation is crazy right now. Everything, yeah. the cost of living is is crazy. It's it's damn near triple Absolutely. what it was maybe last year. Like houses are going up, rents going up, the cost of gas is insane. Used cars going up. So 
even like the stock market is 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 crazy because of the pandemic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So people need to find ways to make their money work for them. That's the only way that you are going to have a free life. Like that's the only way. What's a safe sort of way to do that then? Okay. Because crypto to a lot of people screams mm-hmm. uncertainty, volatility, scam, rug pulls. You're right. And we see that shit every day on Twitter. Um, what what I would everywhere. say, yeah, what I would say is look for, if, if you're shying away from crypto, look at stocks or go into stocks. Stocks, are, stocks is a little bit different. Crypto is more volatile, but stocks you have more of a security because it's you're you're no, you're more regulated by the government. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna let you know any company just run away with your money. It's it's just more it's a more safer bit. It's not as risky as crypto. Although nowadays you Correct. never know Snapchat. And Correct. Matter, yeah, right? yeah. Nowadays everything would every anything could happen. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But. With with stocks, it's a little bit more different. So now, if if you don't want to go into maybe the trading world, you can go into like business, or you can you can go into e-commerce. You can go into drop shipping. Back in the day, I used to go on like Alibaba, AliExpress. I would find products for like five dollars, and maybe put those same products on eBay or Amazon and flip it for three times the price. You think that's too saturated now? No. So what you need to figure out, what I would tell people back back then, I mean, I still do it, but I'm more, way more advanced at it. So mm-hmm. I, I look on the larger scale, so I'm buying maybe pallets, you know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. buying one, one to 10 items. I'm buying like 200, 300 pallets of worth what? of what? Like, what's an example of that? Um, example of a product. Okay, so for example, back in the day, I used to buy... Okay, for example, maybe not even back in the day, like a month ago, we bought like um, Fiji water okay. from Fiji the company. So Fiji, if you go on Fiji's website, you can go on, you can basically apply to have a wholesale account. Wholesale account, yeah. And you can buy four or five pallets of Fiji water. Now one, a bottle of, for them off their website, so let's say I bought like a 12 pack or whatever. That 12 pack is maybe like six, seven dollars. I can sell that 12 pack basically for I can sell one bottle basically two, three dollars on Amazon or eBay. So that's almost three times my money off of right. just one pack. And I'm buying five, six pallets of water. You know you what I'm saying? You pay the transportation costs as well. Yeah, right? yeah, you pay it. But, but here's the thing you want to leverage your, your, um, your funds. So get, get a credit card. Get whatever you need to fund that that business. So you can put this on your credit, you know what I'm saying? And then once the money comes, you pay off your credit card. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Other people's money is how you will create wealth. That's one of the biggest plays Correct. in life. Correct. In real estate, everything. Correct. So what, what I would tell people is get a credit card, man. You need to build your credit. That's, that's, that's freedom in America. Absolutely. That's freedom. Having good credit allows you to have access to Yeah, definitely. Definitely. People, people need to, to, to work on credit way more. Way, way more. So within the dropshipping context mm-hmm. and, and the saturation, what are some other ways people can make money? In, in dropshipping or yeah, without just dropshipping? like leveraging, um, you know, just arbitrage, basically. Um, what you can do is... So there is different websites, dropshipping websites that kind of track items. Um, there was one for Shopify. There's ones for like Big Cartel. Um, 
there's there's a there's a lot there's a list i can't think of because my mind is running but yeah, i can't nice. think of them at the top of my head but go on those websites or follow a couple people and trust me all the information will be there and it's it's just so it's still possible that's it's what I'm still very at. possible to make money off of drop shipping i have friends they make six figures off drop shipping a month not not <laughs> that's crazy not man. a year a month it's that's crazy yeah. to think about when you have, like I have friends that work normal jobs and mm-hmm. I have entrepreneur friends. Correct. And correct. I just see the difference. My yeah. friends, you know, some of my friends will get hype over making like eighty grand a year. Oh wow. At whatever, twenty three, twenty four, and that's cool. Yeah. That's a good amount of money. And then some some other friends mm-hmm. making that a month or generating that a month. Yeah, so so what what I people get too lost in in like in like they want to, I don't know how to describe it. They, they want to make fast money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to make fast money, you still need to do your homework and research to figure Facts. out how to make that money. You can't just win the lottery. You know what I'm saying? People just expect to just money to fall in their lap. You need to actually sit down, do the homework. Um, watch YouTube, man. I, I will say this 500 times. Watch Facts. YouTube. YouTube literally... YouTube is school. Change, it, it, will change, it can change your life. If you're not watching dumb shit, it's yeah, school for exactly. sure. Yeah, exactly. It's school. YouTube is crazy. YouTube changed my life. That's all I listen to um, every day. That's, that's all I watch is YouTube. I try and watch TV, but TV's boring. You get know what I'm saying? But YouTube is, is where it's at. That's all where all Sorry, the content. I don't even have cable, bro. I don't, I don't watch <laughs> any of that TV shit. Like, no shows, nothing. I remember I did this, I think, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Just a year of... No music even. Anytime oh, wow. I'm in the car, it's audible. Anytime wow. I'm at home, it's YouTube. Like hardcore kind of. This is during the pandemic. Right? Okay. Like hardcore, just on learning. Wow. Um, I need to try that. It I served me well. Well, I needed that because before that, I was a little um, in a different headspace. Okay. I've, I've always been an entrepreneur myself as well, and I kind of lost that growing up. I got too caught up in girls okay. and partying and all that stuff, right? But the point I'm making is. It took a year of that rewiring, yeah, rewiring my brain Definitely. to get enjoyment and happiness from learning. Definitely, that Definitely. is what you're talking about. Definitely. That's what you did. The sacrifices that you make sitting in your dorm or apartment, correct? Not going out when everybody's going out is not easy to make. It's, it's not. It's not. You and just, that comes with a rewiring of how you value rewards. Correct. Like your reward comes from working. Patience on yourself. pays off. Patience, Patience as well, but working on yourself and like mm-hmm. realizing. Every video, every book I get through mm-hmm. feels just as good as me going out and taking there a picture you go. and I get fucking 200. Like, what else? There who cares? You, you know what There I mean? you go. There you go. Definitely, man. Definitely. But see, we say these things. I talk to a lot of people about this and then every, like, even myself, we, mm-hmm. we have those tendencies. How do you stay consistently focused? Wow. Okay. So that's a good question. I get that. I get asked that a lot. Um, basically... It's just the willingness to do something great every day. You just should want to be great at what you do. It doesn't matter if it's giving somebody something or handing them a piece of paper. While you handed it to them, you need to make sure you were in the best mood of handing it to them. You don't know. That could be a, a person that could, that could influence something in your life. That could be, you don't know, a person wearing jeans or a slides, they could be literally a millionaire or a billionaire. That could be your way or your ticket out to whatever situation you're handling. You know what I'm saying? They could say, oh, what's up? What's your name? Nice to meet you. You met them in the store. You know what I'm saying? What do you do? That's a conversation that that business could click off click off of, like straight off. Um, but just 
the willingness to be great every day and not don't let failures like get to you. Um, a failure should be learned, like looked at as a lesson. So you want to take anything that you failed at and just use that, use that situation or that experience and turn it into a good thing. So what, what, what mistakes you made, like just figure it out and try not to, to let it like dwell on you. Once you figure that out or figure a way to do that, every time you make like a failure or a mistake, trust me, man, you just, it's off to the rocket. <laughs> you just get better. You just get better too. and better and better and better. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's sometimes it's, it's annoying and mm-hmm. it, it, it pisses you off. Like you go through, people go through shit. It's life. You know what I'm saying? But just don't dwell on that thing. You keep dwelling on something. It's just negative. Like the negative value of everything is just going to keep pushing you back. It's going to, it's just bad energy. You're not going to. A lot gonna, of it is mindset. I yeah. mean, we hear this shit too. Yeah. Right? Mindset, mindset. But really how you feel when you wake up and there how you, you think go. about what you can do is super important. The first thing you do when you wake up is going to set off the rest of the, your day, Facts. that whole day. So and that's the best time to do productive shit. Too. Correct. Correct. Like early in the morning. All the people, uh, again, I'm not shitting on anybody. I, I even heard this from somewhere else. It's not yeah. even like an original thing, but so like all the morning routines that you see mm-hmm. of uh, doing a gratitude journal and all that yeah. shit. Like you're wasting the most productive time Correct. you have on things that are not productive. There you go. That's it's that's good to be. You know, it's good to have gratitude and, and do meditation and yoga and shit. But like. You can do that in the evening. Yeah, you you can do it whenever you you know. People just need to get better at time management. I think time management is a huge thing. But I, I also say that sometimes, sometimes my time management might be off. But I try every day to stay consistent in whatever I do. If that's working out, if that's, I try and drink as much water as possible every day. I try. I wake up and I pray. You know what I'm saying. Um, I just try to give off good energy in anything or in anybody that I'm communicating with or anybody that I'm talking to because that relationship can go a long way. Ten years from now, you could be sitting at, you know what I'm saying, you could be the biggest, your, your show could be the biggest producing show in the world, you know what right. I'm saying, five years from, two years from now, literally. And that, this experience alone goes a long way. That's an invaluable skill to have. Yeah. It's a really, like know how to communicate with people and get along with people. I personally struggle with that. I'm going to be honest. It doesn't seem like it. You're pretty good at at what you do, though. I appreciate that, man. That's kind of why I do what what I do, to really understand how to get better at it. But I recognize the value of managing relationships. I heard this from my grandfather. I don't think I've ever said this, but he recommended um, one of his friends to start playing playing golf. Only to mm. get be around people that were mm. successful mm. this friend starts playing golf he meets another person gets an opportunity has one of the biggest logistics companies in the world right wow. now makes a ton of money and that's one of the most valuable things i've, I've you know taken definitely from, from uh those stories definitely is, um, knowing how to communicate and knowing how to deploy humility even i mean you came in like yeah super humble yeah and, I have some people <laughs> I meet that aren't successful in real life, mm-hmm. maybe successful visually on the internet. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they come yeah. in with a certain energy, and mm-hmm. it's kind of. It's, Thank you, man. It, Thank you. Thank you for saying absolutely. that. Absolutely. It's you. disheartening. Um, not in the sense that I, you know, 
necessarily want mm. people to act the way I want them to act, but disheartening in the sense that we actually reward that. Yeah. We kind of reward inauthentic, glorified, fake, yeah, just straight visuals, not real life substance based mm-hmm. shit. Like we reward that, and and I have many conversations about that. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> even that's not even business. Yeah, but. it's it, it is a crazy because people glorify the world. Well, the internet, our generation, they glorify all the wrong things, and I wish that would change pretty soon. But I don't know if that's ever gonna change, and I don't think it will as more and more things come out but but yeah man i my humbleness comes from my dad um that's a big he's a big influence on my life my family's a big really big influence on my life that's why i'm here you know what i'm saying i do everything that i do just because of them um i do countless of things it doesn't matter whatever it is if my family needs it i'm going to provide any way, anywhere possible, anything <laughs> that's I live for them basically, mm-hmm. and I've just always been that way. They've done a lot for me, so I'm I'm returning the favor. <laughs> right. So yeah, um, that's just how I've always been back in the day, even at a young age. I don't know where it comes from. It's just my my family takes a big, it's a big influential part on my life. So that's besides that, do you ever read anything that? allowed you to kind of um so i've always been i've always been in church like i grew up in church um every sunday since i was i was a kid we always just went to church and that was just a family thing that we did um my parents are pretty religious um we're christian so that's what we believe in i'm nigerian as well so i have pretty strict parents but my parents are not those type of parents that a lot of nigerian families they're too strict to the way they're like to the point where their child kind of like resents them you know yeah. what i'm saying so mm-hmm. my parents are kind of like the opposite they're strict but the way that they're strict they give me like leeway to do certain things they they used to give me leeway to do certain things that i wanted to do and that that was that that let me be open to like telling them certain things or being open with them in certain experiences Just or developing like a yeah real a real relationship with them so yeah that's very important man yeah i, I relate to that too um, Indian parents, right? Like, yeah. They expect you to do certain things, but again, if you if you're blessed with parents, you're blessed with confidence in a way too. Yeah, you definitely. Just have that. Like, ble- sorry, blessed with good parents, understanding parents. You're blessed with confidence. If you have mm-hmm. confrontational parents, or you're constantly arguing, you're always yeah. gonna be like second guessing. But um, let's wrap it up with anything that you want to uh, touch on. Anything you want to let people know about. Okay. Um, your telegram group or anything that they can uh, any ways that they can learn from you okay well i do have a cryptocurrency informational telegram group um it will be in my bio um it is in my bio it's in the link tree link um all you have to do is click on it and it's a paid group um click on it to join um we talk about all my trades or any new coins I'm looking at. We talk about NFTs. I'm pretty big on NFTs. Um, we talk about metaverse. I give out free airdrops that that may happen. That's free money. <laughs> Everybody loves free money. Um, and I also have a couple guides um, for sale on my links. And let's get it popping, man. I'm, I'm a big crypto enthusiast. This is what I do for a living. And I'm, I'm, I'm really good at it, man. <laughs> and I appreciate... The whole podcast, I appreciate you welcoming me to the Flex Coach Anytime, <laughs> I appreciate um, platform. You being here, bro. And it's, it's been amazing, man. Thank you, man.